officially in the month of July, and we believe it or not, from today, we are exactly for three weeks from today, uh, July 3rd on this Monday, we're three weeks from training camp, uh, so it'll be here before you know it, but we're going to keep pushing along as we continue our uh, countdown with our Bengals top 25 uh, players for next season. This season, I should say, because like I said, training camp is around the corner. And th this is a guy I am really excited to talk about because I think there is so much to look at here, especially because I think this is a guy that might get overlooked at times. But this is uh, number 16 on our list, and that is Evan McPherson. Yes, you heard it right. Evan Money Mac McPherson is number 16 on our Bengals top 25 players for 2023. And we are going to break his position down, plus many more other rankings right here on the Strictly Stripes podcast. Welcome into another Monday pre-Independence Day, if you will, edition of the Strictly Stripes podcast. Muhammad Ahmad and Andrew Gill's here to kick things off with you this week. Mike Nislik still has the day off. He will join us on Wednesday. We will not have a podcast tomorrow for Independence Day, so he'll join us Wednesday. Um, but before we get started here, uh, we haven't read a response in a while, but we will pick that back up on Wednesday when uh, Mike joins us. We want to hear from you as to why you are a Bengals fan. We've read, I want to say, about four responses on this podcast uh, from our loyal listeners. And we've actually shared some of those responses uh, on strictlystripes.com if you want to go and read those if you missed the podcast. But it's easy. To tell us why you're a fan. Just go to, like I said, with the, with the website, uh, strictlystripes.com. Fill out the Google form that asks you how, when, and where, and why you became a fan. Or if it's easier, uh, email us at stripes at cleveland.com if you're old school like me. All right. So number 16 Almost, almost halfway through the list. I guess we'll technically be halfway when we get to 12 or 13. There's no 12.5, so I guess it's going to be one or the other to call the halfway point. But we're, we're almost halfway there. So th this is an interesting one, Andrew. This is an interesting one because I know special teams can be forgotten about with the glamour of the quarterback position, especially when you have a guy named, I don't know, Joe Burrow, and you've got all those wideouts, and you've got, you know, Lou Anarumo stars on defense. But Evan McPherson, let, let's be real. He's only going into his third season. He literally was the only kicker drafted in his class in 2021. And he showed why with that postseason run he had uh, his rookie year all the way to the Super Bowl. Had a little bit of a shaky first half last season, but the second half in the playoffs looked just as he did his rookie year. I mean, before I even ask about how you feel about Evan McPherson's ranking – how do you feel about a kicker or a punter or a special teams member being ranked on a top 25 list? Like, what do you, what is your take on that? Did you, did you consider special teams and where special teams fits on a list like this? Well, you know, so we talked about this before with positional value and stuff like that. I mean, how do you want to, how do you want to rate this? Like, because, you know, I mean, if you want to rate positional value, then, you know, corners and defensive linemen and and wide receivers, I mean, spoiler alert, quarterbacks and wide receivers are very high up on our list. Um, you know, but do you, you know, do defensive linemen, you know, get a bump? Do cornerbacks get a get a bump? Do linebackers kind of get a, a negative bump? You know, do they do they go downhill? So, you know, th there's a couple different things. I tried a little bit to take into into account that, but you know, I also thought that that Evan McPherson, you know, kind of deserved a place on this list. I mean, you know, one of the things that Bra that Bengals fans need to know is that Browns fans and Steelers fans don't have Evan McPherson. There aren't many a lot of there aren't a lot of teams in the league that Ravens have, an have Evan Justin McPherson. Tucker. Well, I was going to get there. So <laughs> you know, there there aren't many teams in the league that have an Evan McPherson. Um, 
you know, the Evan McPherson, the, I remember last off season, there was a lot of, Oh, was Evan McPherson, the new Justin Tucker, you know, is, is that, you know, that was always premature. It's okay to say a dude's really good and and you're going to have a a place in, in the roster and on the roster for, for a long time. So, you know, McPherson's good. He's uh, you know, he's, 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 I mean, in terms of young kickers in the league that you'd rather have, I'm not sure how many other guys you're, you're naming with, um, you know, before you get to McPherson. Yeah. I I mean, uh, I think he deserved a spot on this list. It was kind of hard for me to pencil him in because, you know, I I put him at, I I put him at six. I put him at, what did I put him at 15? um, You know, cause I, I thought that with, with McPherson, I, I figured he deserved some kind of suspension of reality, if you will. Like, I, I just kind of thought that, you know what, like, yeah, he's he's really good at his position. And in terms of how good he, he is at his position, that's where I put him. So, you know, I, if I would have taken into account positional value more, he would have been further down. But yeah, um, yeah McPherson's really good. And, you know, the Bengals fans should be happy to have him for a while. So I had McPherson at 14, which I'll get to in a second. Uh, I know Mike's not with us, but looking at his list that he had before we put our final one together, um, he had him not too far off from you and I. He had him at 16, and like you said, Andrew, you had him at 15. So we were all, like, if you're looking at the different, like, correlations, we weren't really far off from where he actually landed at number 16, Um you know, 14, 15, 16, you would, you would expect him to either land at 15 or 16 at that point, unless the point system maybe pushed him down a little bit because, you know, say someone like Mike Hilton or, uh, you know, he is on the list, but we won't say where, but like, say someone like Mike Hilton or Joe Mixon, who uh, we talked about last Friday, like guys like that push him down. I could see that not because of, you know, Evan McPherson as a player, but more so because of, like you just said, Evan McPherson, the special teams player with his positional value. So I like, I really like that you separated kind of the player from the positional value. Like I'll even make a point to this before I get back to McPherson, like Brad Robbins. When I made this list, I actually had Brad Robbins at 25. I know that is, there's a little controversy there because obviously he hasn't played an NFL down or a snap and he still has to win the job against uh you know, incumbent starter Drew Chrisman. But we talked about this when we were wrapping up our OTA uh, takeaways. I like to think that Brad Robbins is going to be the starting punter. You don't waste a six round pick on a guy who you think may maybe get the job. You get it on a guy who will get it. So I looked at it with the idea of there's a certainty he'll get the job and there's a confidence that he'll do well because most punters and kickers aren't drafted. Brad Robbins and Evan McPherson happen to be an exception to that because McPherson was a fifth-round pick, I believe. Was he a fourth or fifth-round pick? I'm trying to think. I think he was a fifth-round pick. Fifth-round pick. Fifth-round pick, and then Robbins was a sixth-round pick where you would you know, just about expect that, if not in the seventh round. So I was like, okay, they were drafted. They're starters. So with Robbins, I had him at 25. I think uh, you had Miles Murphy and Mike had Travion Williams. It ultimately went to Lyle Collins, who you guys had him on your list, at least – I know you did. It doesn't look like uh, Mike did. I didn't have him on my list either, but just based on the point system, he was on the list. But going back to Evan McPherson, like here's the thing about it. I mean, like break down the positional value a little bit further. Look at some of the close games the Bengals had. Like against Kansas City last year, you beat them by three. Look at, you know, that Paul, that playoff game against Baltimore. That's a one touchdown win. Um, you know, you look at, I'm trying to think off the top, like the, the New England game, 
you win that game, partially because, yeah, Vaughn Bell and DJ Eater saved the day by forcing Ramondre Stevenson to fumble, but that's a three-point win. Like, there was a lot of close wins that the Bengals had that, like, even if you don't put it all on Evan McPherson, you look at that margin and it's like, man, good thing he made that field goal. Or, you know, obviously you could say because he didn't make some field goals, some games didn't quite go their way. Like, the best example is the Steelers game. I'm not blaming him for this because I know Clark Harris went down with a biceps injury, but he missed what would have been the game-winning PAT at the end of regulation because Mitchell Wilcox came in as the emergency long snapper. Again, not blaming him. I'm just saying that shows you how much you need a guy like that in games like that because think about it like this. What if he makes that PAT or he makes the field goal in overtime that he missed before the Steelers made their field goal? Then the Bengals, I think, even with the whole Bills cancellation post-Demar Hamlin, I think the Bengals would have would they have gotten the one seed? I think they would have by virtue of having a better record and a tiebreaker with Kansas wait, wait, City. Say that one more time. Would, if they had beaten the Steelers in week one, would the Bengals have been the one seed in the AFC? Uh, If they had beaten the Steelers. Um... They'd be 13 and four. Oh, well, no, it wouldn't have mattered because Kansas yeah, City was 14 yeah, and three. Yeah. <clears throat> so it, yeah, well, but, so yeah, they would have been the two seed, though. They could have been a two seed at that point. Uh, they could have. It, it would have added a whole other layer to the to the Demar stuff, but that's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah the, the, that's the, the, thing. The, the the cancellation game. There would have been a whole bunch of other dynamics at play there because the Bengals and the Bills would have both finished at thirteen and three. There you go. There you go. So that's the thing. So actually, I stand corrected on that because the Demar Hamlin situation adds an extra wrench in there. But the point is. It just shows you how big of a deal like Evan McPherson can be in those situations. Like that game, you look at the Dallas game where they lost on a walk-off field goal. Like that's how close these games were. And then I know that Cleveland game on Monday Night Football was a blowout and a stinker. But you think about it, if if he didn't miss a field goal before halftime that he missed, it, it could have been a different ball game. Like the momentum could have swung another way, even if the Bengals lost that game, which I think they were going to lose that game regardless with how everything transpired. Like at least you're still in the game for another quarter or part of the second half. So I know you could say that with any kicker. You could even say that with punters of like, oh, well, you know, what if Drew Chrisman didn't shank that punt? Not he didn't shank it, but if he didn't have a, a punt that was outkicked by the coverage against uh, the Chiefs at Arrowhead in January, then yeah, you could say that about the punter too. Long snapper, Mitchell Wilcox having to come in. You can get really technical and diabolical with it, but like Evan McPherson came up big in a lot of games that helped the Bengals get to the playoffs. And I don't want to focus too much on his you know, rookie season, because that's his rookie season. We're looking ahead to 2023. And I know his uh, sophomore year wasn't a sophomore slump because he did well, but I guess compared to his rookie year, it was a miniature, miniature, I want to say miniature sophomore slump. But let, let me ask you this. I, I know I asked this with a couple players like Cam Taylor Bray and like guys who are still growing into their own. Do you think, and I know this is saying this with Justin Tucker still being one of the best, if not the best kickers of all time. Can Evan McPherson make a case for being a pro bowler next year? I mean, with a pro bowler, I think a pro bowl conversation is different. Um, you know, it's, it's just hard. You know, I, like I said, you talked about the, you know, the, 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 the Justin Tucker angle here um, because the, the Tucker thing has always been really interesting to me because people are really just, I mean, you only get one kicker. Um, 
and uh, like when you when you only have one kicker, it's just really hard to make it. So, I mean, he can. It's just Justin Tucker's there. It's impossible to do. So, you know, I I I, it's hard for me to kind of describe it without sounding like I'm trying to diss Evan McPherson. But like, you know. Justin Tucker's a Hall of Fame kicker. Justin Tucker's, you know, he's probably the best kicker ever. Sure. And won a and, Super Bowl his rookie year. Yeah. And like it just kind of felt like people were really quick to be like, oh, um, you know, oh, Justin Tucker, you know, is Evan McPherson coming for it? Like, I don't know. You know, it Justin Tucker's a pro bowler. He's gonna be a pro bowler essentially for as long as he's in the league, unless, you know, there's a you know, a drop-off coming. So um, yeah, I just you know, for me, I, for me, it's just, it's really hard for me to say that just because Justin Tucker's still living and breathing. So <laughs> he is living and breathing at the tender age of, I want to double check this 33 years old, uh, but he will be 34 in November. So that means he is going into his 12th season, which doesn't sound like a lot. And I mean, kickers have really good longevity. Like, like this is crazy. I mean, think about it. Adam Vinatieri started his career in like what 1996 and he retired not that long ago. He retired in 2019. So he played 24 years, you know, played what 10 years with new England, won those three super bowls, goes to Indianapolis, wins another one, his first year there and played in another. Um, well, I don't know if he played in that second one against the saints. I think he might've been injured, but point is um, actually it was Matt Stover, ironically, who, uh, was also a former Baltimore Raven. Speaking of which, since we mentioned Justin Tucker, it, it all it all comes together. But you know, I know maybe I extrapolated this to be a bigger talk, you know. But like you said, with Evan McPherson, that conversation was relevant. And actually, I, I wrote about this last year. At least I wrote about this at the end of last season. Um, you know, Justin Tucker is a guy that Evan McPherson looks up to. And again, I'm not trying to make this about Justin Tucker, but like I think part of why the comparison comes up. Is like I said a moment ago, like Justin Tucker played in the Super Bowl his rookie year and won it when they beat San Francisco in that power outage, you know, at the Superdome. Evan McPherson took the Bengals to a Super Bowl his rookie year, or he helped take them to a Super Bowl. And he was perfect in the postseason, didn't miss once, not even in L.A. So I think people looked at it, oh, look, same trajectory, blah, blah. Oh, and this guy was actually drafted, which I don't think that matters as much because I think Justin Tucker could have been drafted if things went a different way. But. You know, he said like he he wants to be in that shadow. He wants to be in that shadow of uh, a guy like that. And I, I think that's definitely that's definitely a guy I want to be in the shadow of, because like you said, I think he definitely is uh, one of the greatest, if not the greatest kickers of all time. When we come back, we're going to actually focus more on Evan McPherson and his ranking and kind of where he fits compared to other guys on the list we've talked about. And we're going to talk a little bit about uh, 4th of July and uh, some more fun stuff when we return right here on the Strictly Stripes podcast. And thanks for staying with us on the Strictly Stripes podcast. Uh, So we talked a lot about Evan McPherson versus Justin Tucker, which, you know, I guess with a a topic like this, you kind of have to bring that up because I know people have been talking about that since, you know, Evan McPherson's rookie year. Before we get into uh, McPherson being Money Mac on this list, I want to remind you guys to sign up for our Strictly Stripes newsletter. It's very easy. It's very simple. And here's the best part. It's free. Just go to cleveland.com slash newsletters to sign up and get that uh, newsletter in your inbox. And of course, I'm going to keep saying this, especially because this is the best time and I think more importantly, the right time. 
Make sure you sign up for our Cincinnati Football Insider subtext service. Mike has talked about it. Andrew's talked about it. And I've definitely talked my head off to our listeners about it. But seriously, even though we're in the offseason, we are talking about a lot of things leading into training camp, things to know about training camp, which, like I said, I mean, three weeks from today, the Bengals will report for training camp, like three weeks from the date of this podcast. So a lot to talk about. And if you want to sign up, um, and Andrew would agree with me on this. You know, it's it's really worth it. And if you're wondering what it is, it's simple. We just text you every day, at least once a day, if not multiple times a day, with our analysis and opinions that we don't even put on Twitter. Like, I'll be honest, I'm barely on Twitter at this time of year. And I live on Twitter. So we're going to get to you before we get to Twitter, before we put things on our website. We'll even let you know what stories are coming that, you know, only you know about that no one else knows about. Uh, so make sure you sign up and it's really easy to sign up. All you got to do is text your name to this number. It's 513-949-4147. I'll say it again. 513-949-4147. So make sure you join the Cool Kids Club and sign up for our subtext service. So now, Andrew, I want to actually zoom in on this list. And like we said, we have uh, Evan McPherson at number 16. And so you think about it, he's ahead of Joe Mixon. He's ahead of Cam Taylor Britt. I'm going in order as well. Jonah Williams, Nick Scott, BJ Hill, Irv Smith Jr., Dax Hill, Miles Murphy, and Lyle Collins. People might look at this, and, and actually, I kind of wish Mike was with us because he, he wasn't with us Friday when we talked a lot about Joe Mixon. That, I think, was one of our best podcasts we did on the Top 25. Does it almost feel weird? seeing Evan McPherson ahead of Joe Mixon on the list? Like, are you just like, oh, yeah, no-brainer? Or is it just like, yeah, that is kind of weird to think about? I mean, like I said, if you – I mean, positional value, Mixon's ahead of McPherson. But, I mean, if this is a – I think we're kind of ranking this. I tried to do a little bit of both. I tried to have it have it both ways. But, um, you know, if you're ranking at it by how good they are at their position, I mean, McPherson's absolutely ahead of of Joe Mixon. Um, you know, positional value, obviously not Mixon plays a lot more impacts the game in a lot more ways, but yeah, McPherson, I think is, is, is better at his job. I think you could probably make a case for him in terms of that, just how good you are at your job being a little higher on the list, but also, um, yeah, I mean, he's a kicker and like, I, I understand that you need, you need, ta- you need, you need a good kicker, obviously, um, you know, but I, you know, if, if given the choice between a good defensive end or a good corner or a good safety, you're taking that every time over a good kicker. So, uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I think that 16 or 15 or wherever. Yeah. I think that's probably, you know, that, that's probably fair. Just, you know, just behind behind, excuse me, the, uh, kind of the halfway point. So when you talk about like picking, uh, you know, a, a corner or a D D end or a D tackle over a kicker. I, I'm just looking at like, I'm trying to look at uh, the draft where Evan McPherson was picked. He was picked in the, the fifth round, like we mentioned. Um, and I'm trying to see. So he was picked 149 overall, overall. So think about this. You know who was picked right after him? This is crazy. You wouldn't even think. Guess who was picked right after Evan McPherson? No cheating. And so this was the 2021 NFL draft. Yep. Fifth uh, round, 149th overall pick. Can I get a team? Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, God. Eagles, fifth round. He's a running back. Fifth round. Oh, um, what's the running back they got? Um, Oh, God. Uh, He's still there. Yeah, uh, uh, Kenny Gainwell. Yes. 
So Kenny Gainwell was drafted right after McPherson. And it's funny because you look at it, it's like, oh, wow, Samaj P. Ryan is gone. And, you know, imagine if you had Kenneth Gainwell. Because, you know, I know he didn't play that much last year because they had uh, uh, Miles Sanders, who's obviously gone now. He went to Carolina, which was interesting because he sounded off about that. But he had some pretty big carries, uh, you know, in the playoffs. I think he had 100 – was it 100 yards? Yeah, he had 100 yards against the Giants. And then I think he – he only had like seven carries in the Super Bowl, so he didn't do much in the big game. But not a bad player to have, you know. I mean, if you want like a Samaj P. Ryan back, that's your guy. But Kenneth Gainwell, uh, I'm trying to see who else was picked. Noah Gray, who just won a Super Bowl on the other side of that game. Tight end, decent backup behind Travis Kelsey. Um, you look at, oh, here's a good name. Talanoa Hufanga, who was actually drafted like 20 picks later by the 49ers. And like, he's one of the best safeties in the league. He was you know, first team all pro last year. And, uh, you know, he's still in San Francisco. Like he's still, like I said, one of the best at his position. So Talanoa Hufanga, like, you know, these are guys that were drafted right after um, uh, Evan McPherson, Khalil Herbert from the Chicago bears. Um, trying to think who else, I mean, the Bengals drafted a uh, Wyatt Hubert, but you know, he, he was drafted in the seventh round and retired, which is another story, but I guess, yeah, those are just exceptions. I mean, those are like the only real names that, that st- stood out. Um, but you know, like I said, though, I still think if you're the Bengals, you'd much rather have Evan McPherson over Kenneth Gainwell. Talo Hufanga is a different debate. Cause obviously I'm sure, um, you know, they'd love to have a certain all pro safety who's there in place of Von Bell and Jesse Bates. But I still think, you know, you got Daxel in the first round. He'll be fine. Will be will he be Hufanga good? I don't know, but if he is, then it's like, okay, who cares? We got Evan McPherson. So no, since you mentioned that, I just wanted to see like, okay, who did they get again ahead of uh Evan McPherson? And I'm sure there's other names I missed, but those are the, the sort of diamonds in the rough, if you will, that stood out to me. But yeah, I mean, I think he is a better overall player than Joe Mixon. I think you can say the same about Jonah Williams, definitely. You know, I think Williams is in kind of a weird spot where he's got to prove himself, especially at a new position. Cam Taylor Britt, you know, we if, if he played a full season last year, I think there would be a good day, debate to be had about, oh, is Evan McPherson overall better than Cam Taylor Britt? And maybe we'll get an answer to that next year because Taylor Britt's going to be a full-time starter. Uh, same thing with Nick Scott. There's just not enough that we've seen to make an apt comparison there. But yeah, I mean, honestly, when I think about all the guys that are below Evan McPherson, with exception to like, like I said, maybe, maybe Cam Taylor Britt, I think that's pretty fair. Like, I, I think that's a, a pretty good overall ranking, uh, you know, for Evan McPherson. But I mean, I know I mentioned Joe Mixon. Like, are there any other guys where you look at it and you're like, yeah, there's no debate. I'd rather have McPherson over those guys. Or do you kind of have like some second thoughts about, oh, there's someone at, 22 like you know Irv Smith Jr who maybe I would have put ahead of him yeah I mean I think we're kind of all I mean you're, you're kind of splitting hairs I, I'm fine with it you know I think uh just you know when you get to this point you're the, towards the end um you know there's I think there was probably a little more consensus maybe you have a guy here you know one spot higher one spot lower towards the middle I think you're going to see some variation a little bit you know, kind of when you look at their list. So, you know, I'm fine with kind of the way that the uh, the list worked out. I don't have any kind of glaring concerns here. I am with you on that.
I could not agree with you more. Uh, just to kind of wrap up here, um, and I kind of wish Mike was on here because I'd like to ask him about this as well. But, you know, we have to kind of wrap up with some fun entertainment stuff that you don't normally discuss otherwise. But uh, Independence Day is tomorrow. We're recording this on a Monday, so this is the day before the 4th of July. Um, first of all, what are you doing for the 4th of July if you're willing to give that away? Hopefully nothing too sneaky. So if it's not sneaky, share with us what you're going to do on 4th of July. Yeah, going to have a nice little cookout with some friends. So it'll uh, it'll be a fun time. Um, you know, it's always nice to you know kind of get away and, I mean, have an excuse to drink outside. So I'll, uh, I'll take it. <laughs> Here in Cincinnati? Uh, no, I will be out of town, not in Cincinnati. There you go. I will be out of town as well uh, with my family and friends who I, you know, to get to the other question I was going to ask, I was going to ask what you do uh, sort of traditionally, like if, if your family had a tradition, if, you know, you had your own little tradition, but for me, um, like my family, it, and it's pretty basic. I think it's like your average American family, you know, fireworks, uh, which I know is tricky for some people because some cities and states have ordinances and laws, but let's just say we make it work. So fireworks, um, barbecue with a middle eastern twist which i mean man if you haven't had middle eastern barbecue i feel sorry for you you are missing out um and if you haven't you should change that whether it's you in particular andrew or anyone else listening to this and yeah honestly um so actually here's the cool part this is kind of a new tradition so my aunt and her husband just bought a nice house and they have a pool in the backyard and i love swimming like i have a pool in my apartment i love to swim in like if you give me a pool i will sit there for days we love to swim in the pool now that they live there. It's been like two years now. We love to swim before dinner time, so that's always fun. But did you like have any traditions, like anything fun that you did to celebrate Independence Day growing up? Not really. Um, you know, I because I grew up, so I grew up in the D.C. area. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so there for oh, yeah. me, it was always. You know, I mean, they do a bunch of stuff at you know the National Mall and in downtown D.C. Like you know, they have the parade. Um, you know, they have the parade, it, you know, like that was in the morning. I, I've been to that a couple of times, but, you know, parking and just the, the amount of people there was always kind of a mess. And like, if you want to like be there for the concert, and the fireworks show at night, you know, presuming it doesn't rain, you have to get there in the morning for like an 8 p.m. show. Um, you know, it's a pretty uh, I, I mean, it's a it's a pretty arduous event, you know, like if you want to do any of that. So there wasn't a ton of that that I did just because you know, the, the local parade or the local, whatever was the, the DC, you know, the Washington DC, like official 4th of July parade or, or the fireworks show. So, you know, we, like, I remember, um, you know, we would, you know, just kind of hang out and, uh, we would have some kind of fireworks or whatever the ones that they would allow in Virginia, we would have those in our front yard. So, um, you know, if somebody, one of our, one of my friends, his parents would always kind of run up, when I was a kid, they would run up to Pennsylvania where fireworks were legal and they would kind of load up on, on some fun fireworks and we would set those off bottle rockets and stuff like that. So that was fun, but uh, nothing like set in tradition. It was always kind of different from year to year, which is, I mean, I like, I prefer that. No, that's awesome. And I, I don't know why I, I should have expected an answer like that. Cause I forgot you're from the Virginia DC area. Like I would think being in no other than the nation's capital, like of course you'd get, something that not a lot of people are privy to. So no, I mean, that, that's awesome. And actually, I, I don't know if I mentioned this, I've never even been to DC. I have to change that soon. Um, yeah, I'm actually, actually going to take quite a few trips this summer. And like, I kind of, now that I think about it, should have put DC on the list, but I don't think it's ever too late. I think maybe sometime before the season, I can sneak in a quickie, but um, 
or, you know, just next year, you know, like whenever I have downtime, I, I really want to just check out the, you know, the national mall, everything that's there. Cause that's like where all the history is at. Some really underrated good food spots I've heard about too, but no, that's going to happen hopefully sooner than later. Well, like I said, we are not going to have a pod tomorrow because we are going to be celebrating the 4th of July, but we will be back Wednesday. We will continue our top 25 Bengals countdown and we'll have a special surprise that day. What is that surprise? We will have that for you if you tune in Wednesday. So hopefully you'll be with us then. But once again, for myself, Andrew, I'm and 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 Andrew. Once again, for myself and Andrew, I'm Muhammad Ahmad. We'll see you Wednesday. Safe and fun. Folks.